0: All right, welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. We uh, had ourselves a little bit of summer break last week. I hope you guys are all having a a great summer. Today is uh, July the 30th, 2015, and I am joined by Mark Cantrell and Mr. Mike Howerton. How are you doing, guys?
1: Good, thank you. Good, good.
0: Mike, uh, Mr. Howerton's out there live in uh, Las Vegas right now uh, doing some sweating of the matches, I guess, at the U.S.
1: Open. 8-Ball, how's it going for that? It's going well. Um, just got done watching a great match between Warren Kiamko and Darren Appleton. It went hill-hill. Uh, Kiamko broke and ran the last rack. Um, the tournament's going well. I want to say 87. 80- seven players from watching some of the matches. Um, And and this reflected in the story that we put online this morning. Uh,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It's really coming down to the break. Um, I did some... I I went back over some notes that I had made from the matches that I watched yesterday, and almost 90% of the time, the player that comes to the table after the break runs out the rack. Wow. So maybe... Maybe two racks a match, you'll actually see somebody get hooked on the ball. I mean, there, there, there's no safety battles at all here. Really? You know, maybe okay. I think I saw one real safety played yesterday. Hmm. It's if you get hooked on the ball, you're trying to kick it in. You're mass saying you're jumping.
2: Yeah. I, I mean,
1: these guys can all run out from anywhere, and, and they're showing it. I mean, Rodney's match was the perfect example yesterday. He wins 9 0, ran out every time he came to the table. <laughs>
3: Ouch. ouch wow, Wow! a D- 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 quick question, Mike That um you just uh, Appleton Apple and camco was that the winner's side? Yes,
1: that was winner's side,
0: mm-hmm, okay, okay. cool, cool,
1: so definitely you know, a busy day ahead of him. well, you know yeah the, go ahead, sorry, go ahead, well, what I was going to say is the loser's side is really brutal today. if you started today on the loser' side and kept winning. You had a 10 o'clock, a 12 o'clock, a 2 o'clock, and a 4 o'clock match. And, Ow. you know, these are races to nine against the top players in the country. And, and you know, Efren's not here, Boosty's not here, but, but let's face it, it's some of the top players in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I want to have to fade four matches like that back-to-back.
0: To
2: back. They
1: could yeah. easily go close to two hours.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, uh, wow, that's kind of rough. That's kind of rough. I have a couple of questions for you. I'm sorry, Mark.
1: Go
3: ahead. No, you said all the matches seem to be going to hell, though,
1: or it's getting close to that? No. No, I've, um, I've seen some some blowouts, and, and I've seen some close scores in matches that weren't really that close. It's, it's tough if your opponent can put together a two- or three-rack lead. It's really difficult to come back. Mm-hmm. Because you can't string anything. It's alternating break. And, mm-hmm. and, and of course, logically, you know, if my opponent goes up two or three racks, I should be able to duplicate whatever they did. But it's really not that simple.
0: Right. 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 Well,
1: I, I,
0: oh, I, I got a couple of questions for you. But before we get ahead of ourselves, I do want to go back and mention a couple of things that uh, since we didn't have a show, Uh, last week um, I want to catch up on a couple of pieces of news from last week Um, so what we'll do is uh, we'll take a quick break for the one minute pool instructor and then we'll we'll be right back to talk about that stuff so stick around for just a minute we'll be right back
4: Hi, I'm Scott Lee. And Randy G. And welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor.
5: So what do we got now?
4: Well, you know what? There's a kind of a universal question out there that uh, all good instructors should be asking their students, and that's what do you want from this instruction or this lesson? And we get lots and lots of different responses. I mean, you teach hundreds of students every year, Randy. and And what do you tell people who Uh, When you ask them, what do you want out of this lesson, and they say, well, I want better cue ball control, or I want to learn a nine ball, or I want to learn to run 50 balls in a straight pool, or I just want uh, a more accurate way to hit the cue ball. What do you say to them?
5: Well, the the number one thing I hear, Scott, all the time is they want to become more consistent.
4: Yeah. That's the word I hear all the
5: time. Mm Mm-hmm. So we, we have to backtrack with a student and ask them, have they ever had instructions? Uh, um, what do you think of your stroke? Is your stroke reliable? 99, 100% of the time?
4: Right. Well, they think it is, though.
5: Well, not all of them. Not but, all of them. But well, I, I agree.
4: I, I haven't met a student yet who didn't think their stroke was better than it is. Until they see their videos, <laughs> <It's> right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I would say that, that the
5: number one thing they're looking for is consistency, and the number one thing I give them is uh, their mechanics or their basics or their fundamentals. We give them the process, we give them SPF, mm-hmm. we give them an eye pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I think a student should ask the instructor that they're they're wanting to take lesson from. Um, can you teach me mechanics? Can you teach me fundamentals? Can you make sure my eye pattern is correct?
4: Um, and the first thing I would ask is do you use video?
5: Yeah, oh yeah, all instructors use video, don't they?
4: <laughs> we wish. Oh, okay, No, I mean I'm just so, I'm so used to videotaping my students. Well, let's put it this way, they should.
5: Yeah, they're supposed to.
4: Because okay. again, I can tell you all day long what you're doing, but it's you seeing yourself on not TV screen that really sends it home.
5: You know, we can go out and, and play with a good player and learn how to put our cue ball in a different location, mm-hmm. but you can't learn your stroke from, you have to really get it broke down for your body, your personality, your type of human being. And that's why we're probably as famous as we are is we
4: customize each person's stroke. That's right. You know a lot of people call the method that we teach SPF cookie cutter.
5: Oh yeah. It is well, Thank God
4: everybody is an individual. Yep. We may teach them the easiest way to teach themselves, which we call SPF, but it's everything is individualized to the to the person. Oh yeah, their rhythm, their timing, their, their process. Template. Yeah. Yeah, it's all
5: about the individual. Yeah, absolutely. So, consistency, and that all starts with
4: mechanics. Yes, it does. Okay. All right. So, for the One Minute Pool Instructor, I'm Scott Lee. And this is Randy G. And thanks for listening to us on American Billiard Radio.
0: And we're back, and I'm talking with uh, Mike Howerton, who's live out in uh, Las Vegas for the U.S. Open. Uh, eight ball is what's left, and I also have uh, Mr. Mark Cantrell on the line. How was your guys? Uh, how's your summer going for you? I know hot is probably the key word there, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, Mark and I are probably dealing with the exact same thing most of the time.
0: Like 115 yeah, 100. degrees. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it can yeah it can it can be it
3: can be more it's, i i stopped looking at it it's just too it's just too hot to go outside and it's monsoon season here so we keep getting these sprinkles of uh uh sprinkles or rain uh, that comes in that just makes it hu- humid as well Yeah, so, it just makes I, steam yeah you know come come here in uh, the fall come here in winter Play some golf, have a great time, barbecue, you know, you'll have a blast. Just don't come around this time of year. <laughs> I, I, just, I really don't go outside. I'm sure Mike's the same way. We don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, oh,
2: yeah.
3: we do everything we can not to not to be outside. So. Yeah. But other than that, someone's going fabulous, man.
0: <laughs> you guys, you know, like take any vacations anywhere, you know, like normal people, you, you know, do anything fun? No road trips? What's a vacation?
3: <laughs> <Come Vegas. on. laughs>
0: uh, yeah, go to Vegas. There you go. At least they have air conditioning, man. That's cool. Uh, you know, last I'm week...
3: I'm giving up for a wedding, man. I, 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 I uh,
0: got that's true. That's down, right. right. You know, that's like, right. Uh, You're about to get hit. Like our
3: friend Mike here.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, you better yeah. enjoy it. That's. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off the topic there. Uh, last week, we had uh, Mr. Thorsten Holman... Took home the fourteen-one title, and uh, you know that was tight between him and Darren there, from what I understand. And then you know, blam, 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 he comes out to the U.S. Open and takes the ten-ball title too. Uh, is he in the running, Mike, for the eight-ball still? Is he gonna He's triple to crown? He's on triple, well, triple crown that bad. Triple
1: crown. He lost to Jason Klatt yesterday. Klatt's having a real good tournament. Um, he is playing right now on the second TV table. I want to say he's playing Oscar Dominguez.
2: Mm, okay. uh,
1: but he started the day on the one loss side, so he has to deal with that schedule. Which
0: gotcha.
2: you know
1: he's an athlete; he can deal with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. That's 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 true. If anybody can handle that.
3: Um, I texted him, actually, um, yesterday to try and get him on this show to talk about the sure. 14-1 and the 10-ball. And I and I knew when I called, I'm either going to get no response or he's going to be happy as can be and he's going to uh, be happy to do it. I <laughs> guess he's just a, a busy little fella right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he probably is. probably trying to keep his head in the game
1: uh speaking of you know, head when it, when it comes go ahead sorry you know, when, it, when it comes to Torsten, and and really the timing is is right for this observation i've got to have a lot of respect for him um, he won the u.s open ten ball championship and and there's a lot of controversy on the forums right now oh my god it's all barbox how can they call it that well first of all it's it's their copyright they could call you know, they could run a tournament on on a five foot table and call it the US Open Ten Ball Championship that Right within their rights. But sure. I found it interesting that uh when Jay Helford interviewed Torsten after the after <laughs> the finals, he yeah. Jay said, you know, how does it feel to be the US Open ten ball champion? And Torsten immediately corrected him and said, I'm the US open bar box ten ball champion. Right. Now at the same time, you know, when Torsten was sponsored by um the chalk holder that's not in business anymore, and I'm sorry, I, I'm completely spacing on the name right now, but they had made him a custom chalk holder that said, so many times, uh, world champion. Yeah. And when I looked at it, I mentioned it, and we were discussing uh, Charlie's fourteen-one event. Mm-hmm. And Torsten will correct you if you count his World Tournament of 14-1 events as World Championships. He will say, no, those are not World Championships.
2: Right.
1: Which I find amazing in this in this pool player world where the mentality is, you know, you, you talk to some of the old-time players who've been around for 20 or 25 years and they'll tell you how they've won 100 World Titles. Yeah. Well, you know, the Friday Night Tournament at Joe's Bar and Grill is one of those that they've listed. But <laughs> Torsten... <laughs> Torsten is legitimate about it. You know, if it's not a WPA World Championship, yeah. he doesn't credit himself with having won a World Championship. That's like, you know, as much as Shane's fans want to claim that he's won a World Championship, the derby all-around is not a World Championship. Right, but, you right. know, I really have to respect Torsten for, yeah. for, you know, being honest about that.
0: I, yeah, I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. You know, that's...
3: I have a, I, I have a question. Of, of of Mike, and it's a theoretical one and i i know that well, i we're, we're both good friends with uh, q Sports international with csi with mark Griffin, uh, and Ozzy. you know we're a huge, a huge, i'm a huge support supporter of of them and everything that they do but here's where does a, a a dilemma in my mind in reno have the us bar table championship So, if I win the U.S. Bar Table Championship 8 bowl there, and I win the U.S. Open 8 bowl Bar Table Championship in Vegas, which one is, uh, or somebody else wins that? Who's actually the Bar Table Champion? U.S. Bar Table Champion? Because they're both open. Yeah,
1: well, whoever won in Reno is the Bar Table Champion. This is the 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 U.S. Yeah, the U.S. Open Eight Ball, and since there's, you know, they they own the copyright to that. You know, they've they've trademarked
3: that event, So I, I'm not I'm not saying that they don't. I'm not saying they can't use it however they want. I'm just asking: is there any kind of confusion that <laughs> the U.S. the in reno the U.S. Ball Table Championship Eight Ball is one tournament. It's the U.S. Bar Table Championship. And the only difference between yeah. the one in Vegas is it says open, the U.S. Open Bar Table
1: Championship. Oh, but they're not referring right? to the Vegas event as Barbox anything.
0: They're not calling it that, right? Exactly. No.
1: Right. And yeah. and well, you know, Thorsten just <laughs> <laughs> Thorsten
3: well, did. Thorsten <laughs> yeah, did. Thorsten just called it that. <laughs> and he won
0: it. He did. It, because, like Mike said, uh, I, I, he does not necessarily agree, apparently. That if you hold it on seven-foot tables, that that constitutes, you know, the same thing as an open title. I mean, you have to deduct that that's what he means if that's what he said. Now, that doesn't mean that that's not the name of it, but that's at least how Thurston feels about it. So, you know, I can't argue with it. But I understand your question, Mark. You're saying what's the difference between the two, and the only difference between the two is the name. That is that is li- literally the only difference. The same tables, same game, same tables. So the only difference is the name. It, what are you I gonna do?
3: Open.
0: Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? You know, just
3: no, nothing. I, 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 just, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> send Mark, you,
0: send Mark Griffin me, a letter. Tell me,
3: say it. Yeah. I, know, I know you want to say, say, okay, fine, if you want to run your own tournament, go ahead and run your own tournament and call it whatever you want, but until then, shut up.
0: Uh, there you go. No, just send a nice, pretty little uh, letter on stationery to Mark Griffin and ask him, you know, if he'll change it for you. Maybe. No, no, no.
3: No, I love Mark Griffin. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to, it's just an observation. That's I'll ask like, him.
0: I don't mind so. asking him, but, you know, like, I don't, you know, I don't think he cares what I think about it, but. Hey, whatever, you know, that's that's fine, whatever. I'm not going to I'm not gonna well, piss him uh, off. Well,
3: we didn't have Mike for too, for too long, so I want to hear more of his.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I, I was going to get to that, and here's my, one of my questions I had for you. Uh, you were saying that it's, uh, you know, they keep having the person that gets up after the break runs out. Do you think, in your own opinion, do you think that has to do with the size of the table, or do you think it's just this game, or is it the player's?
1: Well, it's certainly the players. Um, I think back to the U.S. Open 8-ball championship that took place two years ago, and I want to say that the finals, which was even a longer race, uh, was the same sort of thing. I mean, Bob Box, 9-foot table, they they each have their challenges. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Greg. Yeah. 7-foot foot, table. That's right. And 9-foot yeah. table. You know, they each have their challenges, but these guys can run out on either one of those tables. That is true. Uh so, I'm not going to say it's because they're playing on a seven foot table that guys are running out from everywhere because I think they can do it no matter what.
0: So, it's and, you know, just if you
1: want to the challenge of them, then play it on a ten foot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for example, I'm watching Tony Robles and Jason Shaw play on the, the stream right now,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: Tony is up 3 0. He's ran every rack, he's in the midst of running his fourth rack. You know, I might have watched three balls get banked in. In the last day and a half, you know, these guys can play shape to, you know, a a dollar bill folded in half anywhere on the table if they've got an angle. Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be able to get out from anywhere.
0: Yeah, that is true. If you're, um, you know, if you're at that caliber, then you should be able to.
1: And, And it's all coming down to the break and very, very rarely. Will you see somebody not have a shot at something after the break? I don't oh, think yeah. I've seen it in a day and a half.
0: Yeah, especially um, in playing eight ball. Especially playing eight ball.
1: Right. So it's map out the rack. You know, first you've got to make a ball on the break. That was what killed uh, Dennis Orcio against Shane last night. What's strange is I've never seen Dennis do this. He uh, he's down hill one and he asked asked if he could switch away from the Magic Rack, and they told him no. They said the Magic Rack's a sponsor. Well, they didn't say the Magic Rack is a sponsor of the event, but Magic Rack is a sponsor of the event. Mm, And they told him, no, you can't change racks. Uh, We're using the Magic Rack in every match. And he said, but I'm not making balls on the break. And they said, we realize that, but the Magic Rack is required in every match. And uh, he went ahead and racked with the Magic Rack. He... Hit the break as hard as he possibly could. Jumped the cue ball off the table, unscrewed his cue, and was done. Hmm. And the fans were just shocked. You know, how can Dennis be forfeiting even at, at that hill one?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was my next question: was what type of racks were they using? So you answered that question for me. And he couldn't even make anything on the break. That's that's brutal. That's brutal.
1: That's gonna be hard. Yeah, that seemed to be the problem with Skyler's match yesterday. Uh, he was trying to play a control break, and Rodney doesn't play a control break. You know, I don't know why you would go into this event trying to break. He wasn't really breaking soft, but he wasn't breaking hard either. Mm-hmm. And you know, you come up dry once or twice on the break here, you're done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's exactly it right there. There is no room for for playing around and when you're dealing with these calibers of play, you know, the, that caliber of player.
3: Well, when you get, when you get through a first uh, couple three rounds and you bring right. the
2: right. hurdle,
3: well, but yeah, there's, there's oh, going to be everybody who you're playing is capable of running out. And you know, there's a debate there that goes on and, uh is it harder to run out on a nine foot table or a seven foot table? Uh, you know, the congestion of the ball, things like that. There's, there's, there's plenty of, um, there's plenty of controversy, either way, and opinions, either way. Uh, all, all I know is, you know what? It seems like every time, whether it's nine foot tables or uh, ten foot tables, seven foot tables, it seems like the top guys always seem to end up on top. Which go, goes oh. against my theory. I think yes. I think on a bar table with a guy half decent, anybody can win. But it's not the case; not everybody can win. No, it's not when you guys play
1: this yeah, not not at this high a level. I mean right. take a, take a take a seven foot specialist and put them against Darren or Shane or Rodney playing this game, they're gonna lose. You know, Ike Reynolds is having a great tournament. He's not gonna win. I I, I mean sure I guess he can, but I I don't see it happening. You know even Jason Shaw, who you know he, he can run out from anywhere in no time flat, he's on the one lost side and and Tony Robles has got him down four zero right now. Mm. that's tough to let, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you could say that again mm
3: yeah, it's an alternate break that really you know you need so- something you need your your opponent to. Uh, Loses concentration, be out of stroke, but it like, only takes maybe two shots where you're a little antsy, a little nervous. Two shots and you're down 4 0. Two bad shots. Oh, yeah. One yeah. yeah. the, in the, the first one, one <laughs> in the second one, or, <laughs> or third one, should I say, when it's your break. Right. Uh, two bad shots and, you, and you're down
1: 4 0. Yep. Or two bad luck, luck, you know? Yeah. Half white, you kicked into the side pocket on your break, and now you're down three zero.
0: 0 Yep. <laughs> it's that easy. What are they playing races to? Races to nine. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, and about how long. Do you have a feel for it, how long they're generally taking? Or as you said, somewhere around two hours. Is that the long end of it or the short end of it?
1: The matches are scheduled for two hours. Um... This match that just finished between Darren and Kianco that went almost three, mm. but that's really the rarity. They're averaging about ninety minutes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, at least it gives them a few minutes if they have to back to back. They, you know, there is a couple minutes to breathe, <laughs> relax for a second. Um, before I right. forget, um, speaking of U.S. Open, uh, we've gotten an update from um, Pat Fleming saying that uh, all $75,000 of the prize money has, in fact, been secured for this year's U.S. Open nine ball. How do we feel about that?
1: I think it's a great thing, and I think we'll see, you know, the same field that we saw last year. I mean, yeah. You know, the majority of these guys are going to play whether that money is escrowed or not. That money being escrowed is really, it's for that Tier 2 WPA event, and it means that the foreign players will feel that they have that money guaranteed. That's what brings them out.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Jay Helford is here at the event, and I've spoke to him. He'll be running the U.S. Open 9 ball again this year. That's a good thing. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That is good. That is very good. Why
1: the event had to have Pat Fleming step in to ask for the money, I don't want to get into, but I don't see there being any long-term ramifications, or, or I don't see there being any ramifications this year to the problems in years past.
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, Pat was asked to get involved, was he not?
1: Yes, but there have been people involved before and they didn't want to do it again. So Cat yeah, sure. was kind of a uh, a last hope. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know that there was anyone else wanting to jump up and do that.
0: Right, right, right. Well, and I think there was a little bit of risk involved with his reputation if things had gone, you know, had not uh come to fruition. Uh, not, that it, well, not that Pat would have not that Pat would have taken a hit for it. It's just that if the money didn't get there, then there would have been a little bit of pressure on him after the fact. As far as well, you know, you never got the money for the payouts. Now, what are you going to do? But it, but we have avoided all that. The money's there. It's an escrow, so you know. Apparently, we're not going to have any of these. Allegedly, we're not going to have any of the payout issues that have happened in the past. Um. Mark, you got to have something to say about this. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: you, I know you I, uh, and Barry had a little, not, you know, a little fallout. Go no,
3: ahead. No, I, I, Spit it I'm out. Fine. No, I'm fine with Barry. He, he said something he, he, he should have said, in my opinion, and, that, and that's that. You know, I've tried to help him, back him and things. And, you know, I know I'm not the only one, and I'm, I, I'm not going to be a sissy about it. It's fine. Uh, it, it's all good. But the same thing goes, and when I've had him on the the show before, I've asked him direct questions about some of these things. So, you know, it's not not about, uh, I was just trying to help Barry. I was trying to get the information. I still think there are other obstacles in the way of this U.S. Open. Um, I think if uh, Pat Fleming, says that the money is there, then the money's there. Um as it says on somebody's somebody is, uh paying on AC billions, uh, uh reputation is the uh what is it? Is uh re- the reputation is above repute or something like that. Uh, he, he's got a very good reputation. He thinks the money's there. If he thinks the money's there, then the money's there. Then he's got to collect then they've got like X amount of dollars from the um players to get the prize money up there, you know, and I don't know, maybe it'll fill up, maybe it won't, uh, but I'll tell you what concerns me, if you want to know.
0: <laughs> Inquiring minds, yeah.
3: Me, you know, I'll tell you what concerns me about the fact that the 75,000 is there this year, which is more than it was, you know, last year, and I believe the year before, if, I, if I'm right, uh, but the 75000 is there. All the fees are going to pack. That's good. That money's there. That 75000 somehow has gotten there. Where has where is the shortcut been made to get that money? To get that $75,000 in right now. And I say that as the bleachers being paid for. I know that they are not cheap. I've, I've dealt with bleacher companies. Yeah. They're not cheap. Insurance. Um the whole, the hotel being paid for the services, whatever it is that they are. And I'm not sure what other things are out there that still have to be paid. But if the hotel is one of them, they are not gonna play with him. Right. It's not like <coughs> us going, Oh Chase, just Barry. Let's you know, he'll come up with the money. They're just gonna shut him down. Yeah. And now he's got, uh, and, and it's the same for the, the the tables. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where the tables come from. but Somebody's got to be bringing them. You know, mm-hmm. is that thirty-five thousand? Is it everybody else who's going to get shop that is slow paid? Mm-hmm. Do you, you guys all what I'm saying here? With this, am I making sense?
0: Well, let let me give it. Let me feed it back to you in layman's terms and see if I'm right here. So what you're saying is, even though the prize money is been accounted for, you still think that there's a chance that Barry might drop the ball with some of the other parties involved, whether it be the hotel or the you know the vendors or what have you. And I get what you're saying. I and I, I guess it's possible, you know, but uh, yeah, I, well. And I don't want to, let me knock on some wood before I say that, because heaven forbid, you know, if the hotel pulls the plug on him or the the, the convention center or the hotel, the venue, excuse me, pulls the plug on him, that would be awful. I, I don't see it happening, but that would be, you know, pretty devastating if that, if that wasn't to go down.
3: It, it, just, it just seems amazing that 75,000 has appeared uh, a few months before the event has happened. Mm-hmm. When in previous years it hasn't been there until three, four months after the event. How can we say this? What? Well, who is who is getting slow paid? Is somebody <laughs> getting slow paid? That's all I'm saying. I, and I hate to be negative. It's just It's something that's there. And if the venue goes away, look at all the fans that have booked ahead of time. Look at the players who have booked ahead of time. Yeah. Nothing ain't gonna happen. Because I tell you what. If I add $75,000 in this pool world today to a pool tournament, I can have it in my back freaking yard. And <laughs> people will show up.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess if you had $75,000, somebody would show up no matter where you did it. <laughs> That's
1: true.
3: Mike, you Mike, might Mike be down even in a flash.
1: <laughs> not in that heat, I'm not. Not if it's in your backyard. <laughs>
0: Ha <laughs> That's funny.
3: What, what, what do you think, Mike? Have, have I got any kind of a valid point or anything, just to mm-hmm. not say everything, Funky Dory? I, I mean, I think he's kind mm-hmm. of the past guy. I mean, I, I believe that part is kosher.
1: The rest, yeah, of it. I believe you have a valid point. Um, you know, he still has money coming in. He's got he's got the gates and, and whatever else. And, and I don't know. The, the accounting for the US Open and, and I don't wanna know. I mean that's <laughs> that's Barry's business. Um but yeah, you know, you've got to take care of everything that you listed there. You've got to take care of staff. <laughs> um, you know you know I, I run a tour and, and I don't wanna have to deal with everything that, that Barry deals with on that big tournament. There's a lot to it. Yeah. You know, it it amazes me when you see the the folks on Facebook, and, and you mentioned the U.S. Open or something like that, and they, you know, Joe Anonymous jumps in there and says, well, I don't know why somebody else can't run that event. Well, first of all, because they don't own the trademark to the event, and secondly, because they don't have $75,000 and they don't have sponsors to come up with it. Well, this that, isn't something where, right. you know, Joe Tournament Director at, at Gary's Bar and Grill can, can run this tournament, and for people to think that they can is just ridiculous.
0: No, you're right.
3: No, yeah. no, nobody, nobody would do it. I, I, I've, I've said we've said I've said about Everybody knows Barry has had his faults in the past. and continues to have it. but nobody would come for forty years. This for is forty years. Put the U.S. Open on because this money. There's a chunk of that money is coming out of his pocket. You know it is. He's not. You look at the sponsors and how much you get for sponsorships and things, he's not even close. Mm-mm. The VIP sponsorship, the benefit, go around the table, may pay for the bleachers. I don't. I'm not sure. It's, but those guys are the ones who are going to say, We want to get paid, or we're not going to give you the bleachers. Mm-hmm. We, the hotel's going to say, We want your money, or you're not coming in. That's where the, the issue is. But again, that is uh, like like you said, nobody is going to be able to run this U.S. Open mm-hmm. with the same enthusiasm in quotation marks as Barry does.
0: <laughs> well, and you you touched on the fact that it loses money, so I don't think anybody is going to want to step up and lose their money. Number one, and like Mike said, I. That is a large event, and a lot of you know juggling goes into something like that. I'm not calling Barry a, a miracle worker because certainly there are more complicated things on Earth that are done. But at the same time, I don't think just any average Joe can step up and just fix it. That's not something that can. It, it, there's just too much to do, and you have to have so much credibility on the line to go to a venue that size. And even have them give you the time of day, really to be honest with you. That's not something you can just walk in the door and say, Oh, I need a convention center for the week. Thanks. Have a nice day. It doesn't happen like that, you know? So I you know, I'll give him the props for busting his ass to try anyway. <laughs> it, you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of gumption, that's for sure. So
1: l let, let's just keep our fingers crossed it doesn't mean that the problems that he's had in the past don't exist, but they certainly do, and they certainly need to be resolved. Right. If people don't give him nearly enough credit thinking that, you know, well, gee, Mark, why don't you run the U.S. Open? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe if Barry doesn't, doesn't do it right this year, I will. No, you won't. Yeah. Ah. <laughs>
3: well, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way.
1: There's no way.
3: I, I don't, I don't, want, I don't I have the money, the time, or the energy to, to do it. No. That's, he said, it's a lot of work. It, it's a lot of work. Right. And, and he should get some, uh, a lot of credit because he's done it consistently. You know, unfortunately, he's had his problems. He's had his issues. And, you know, maybe he gets blown out of proportion to some extent. I, I, and that's all for say because players should go and get paid. But like I keep saying, and I told him, Barry, tell people if you don't have the money, you may have to take a payment arrangement or something, a post day check, right? If you come in the top twelve, be honest that way, and, and I guess you don't have to be honest and say that anymore because everybody knows it, yeah, or have known it up until this year. And, and it is, that's what potentially could happen, and they still go. So if you're still going, you plan it then. You know, know, you know what's coming your way? You know
0: what comes to mind? You guys seen that movie uh, Tin Cup? Oh, yeah. Okay. You know when, when, uh, what's his face? He's trying to make that shot and it keeps rolling off into the water and he keeps doing it over and over again, right? You know, the, the scene I'm talking about. Sure, yeah. Uh, this is, I, I think of the situation with Barry is, is very similar to that. He wants to. It wants. He wants it to happen so bad that he's willing to keep making the mistakes again and again. It, 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 he's loyal to his own thing to a fault. And and the beauty of that. See you now, this is where people are going to start throwing rocks at me. I'm not defending Barry for what has happened or whatever like that. I am saying this though. The pool economy is not what it used to be. The popularity is not what it used to be. So you know, in 1973 or whatever it was, or 76, whenever he started doing this, it was a different. It was a different planet, you know. Things have changed a lot over the years, and so for him to keep trying and to keep trying and to keep trying and keep trying, you know, that that gets him a little bit of something in my book. You know what I mean? Even though, and he has to listen to people. <laughs> you know, talk that smack and he gets out there and makes an ass of himself anyway. You know what I mean? He just keeps, he just keeps knocking into the water. So, hey, you know, I guess I'd rather have somebody that would try than somebody that would just say, screw it. Because, uh, you know, uh, it, it still does happen. A- and like you said, Mark, I think if he would just be a lot more forward with the details as far as like, all right, I'm having a problem with this then none of these surprises would have ever happened the way that they did. But, yeah. Now you got the alternative. Now we've got a U.S. Open with seven-foot tables and people are pissing and moaning like it's Barry. You know, it's like, wait, what? What You can't have it both ways. You know, there's got to be a sacrifice made somewhere. What's, what's the solution, well, you know? Do we just stop having Opens because everybody hates all of them?
1: You know, when you talk about Somebody has to make a sacrifice. That's one of the problems that I see. Barry is not willing. He doesn't seem capable of saying the pool economy is not what it used to be. We're going to take a step back this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it would be so healthy for him to come out and say, let's take a step back. We don't have to add as much money as we did last year. We don't have to add more money than we did last year. Right. We don't have to do everything on a bigger scale than we did last year. True. Let's let's do forty thousand added. There will be no problems at all. But Barry can't do that. Right. This is this was his legacy. You yeah. know? I was I, I was <laughs> just, I, I
3: was just going to say that uh, this year is maybe an exception where he does. Want to really put up a a big front? It's the fortieth.
0: That is, the it's U.S. True. Open. And it's the fortieth.
3: But 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 and I was I, I was thinking, oh, that's the that's the reason to make it bigger. That's the reason to celebrate and push it.
0: Yeah.
3: But then Mike said, let's make it forty thousand added. Like the fortieth anniversary. Making forty
1: thousand added. <laughs> you could get away with it. I, but but he won't do it he he just can't you know it, it, it would be seen as a failure I mean if I ran a $40,000 added event it would be everyone well not everyone the pool players would be unhappy about something but <laughs> you know people would be saying wow look at that you know 40000 added Barry can't do that Barry's got to run the biggest tournament in the US if not the biggest tournament in the world Yeah. every single year
3: yeah yes he does well, it's been more the U.S. Open has been, and and you know better than me, Mike, on this, but U.S. Open has been more consistent than anything else in the last forty years.
0: Did you say? I think so. Yeah. Other than the junior okay, national, I'm talking about
3: world championships <laughs> and everything.
0: Yeah, as far as adult pool is concerned, yes. There's there's been nothing else that has that is even comes near it. That's true, unfortunately, but that's true.
3: Hold on, there's the, um, the, the World the Fortune 1, that's been 73 years. I was
1: like, <laughs> like, oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This 75 years straight, man, come on.
1: You know, if you want a sponsor... Uh, I said, if you want a sponsor of mine... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to give you a hard time just a little bit
3: so um, Torsten yeah Torsten just beat Oscar ooh Did he he's got a long day ahead of him man he's gonna be tired yeah, he hey listen I'll tell you what if Torsten wins the 14-1 which well t- take all other things aside from it it is the largest <laughs> straight pool tournament in the world, maybe, right? <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and it has some very, very accomplished players. If any wins the 8-ball, sorry, the 10-ball, if he would come and win the 8-ball, uh, they have got to put him on the Moscone Cup team, wouldn't you think? Triple no crown, what,
0: triple crown, baby.
1: I don't know that you have to put him on the Moscone Cup team. And if you do, who does he play for?
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Well, he's a German. And these
0: are all American events, though. So,
3: where does he live? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to go by that, then Darren can't play for Europe, though.
1: Well, I mean, well, I'm hearing that there are European players who are American citizens who are trying to get on the American team. Uh I won't name names, but they're monsters.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh.
3: Hold on. Hold on. See, you guys, you two, uh, okay, I'm going to say, I I don't care about my language, you two are assholes. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now, because you do this to me from time to time, where you throw things out there, and then get my mind working, and then I can't get over it.
0: (laughs) You've stumped the oracle.
3: (laughs) Euro- European player okay I know two I know two Appleton and Jason Shaw Jason Shaw is going for citizenship oh. but oh. I'm not sure he'd want to play for the US
0: hmm
1: things that if make you go they couldn't if they knew they couldn't play on Team Europe you don't think they'd want to play on Team USA
3: Hmm. Well, who said the confidant team? Why the confidant team Because they're citizens, you mean?
1: No, if they, if they couldn't qualify.
0: Well, you can't. I mean, look, quali- you can't football, qualify. I don't like
2: the
3: idea.
0: You can't qualify with the fourteen-one, a ten-ball, and an eight-ball. Not in Europe, you can't. Right,
1: right. And, and like I say, I don't like the idea. I don't think. I don't like the idea. You know, people have said, "Well, open it up to North America." And, and bring in John Mora and Alex Pagulian. Well, I, that's not the Moscone Cup. I don't want Team USA to win because they brought Jason and Torsten Holman on the team. That's That kind of goes away from the idea of Moscone Cup. I want Team USA to win. Yeah. But, I, you know... You ever,
3: it, seen the movie, you ever seen the movie Dickstown since they brought up a, a movie... No, analogy. I, I don't
0: think I did either. Detail.
3: Detail. James Woods, Lou Gussett Jr. Oh, you kidding me? somebody needs to write into you two on this one. No? It's all about hustling, the hustle pool, the hustle, the boxing, the drinking games, and it's a movie. James Woods and Lou Gossett Jr. At the end of the day, he says. My guy here can fight any Digstown man, 10 of any Digstown man, in, in 24 hours and beat all of them in the boxing ring. Well, he gets towards the end, and now they're bringing in people from prison who are like the bare knuckle boxing champions and moving them into somebody's cellar because <laughs> now they can say, well, no, he was in Digstown, he's Digstown man. So it's the same kind of thing, Is you know. Who are you going to move into the USA to make sure
0: that they
2: win? All of
3: a sudden, are we going to okay. give Ethan Reyes some right. kind of passport exactly. to come and play for the US?
0: Well, that's the thing, right there. It don't do uh, basketball, football, baseball teams. Don't they do the same thing? They trade people from different places to different places. I mean, the you know Chicago Bears are not made up of people from Chicago.
1: Yeah, but
0: that's different. That's a business. That's, that's <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, no, I hear you though. I hear you. Yeah, I, I agree with you about that though. The integrity of America versus Europe is America versus Europe. You, you're supposed to have, especially since everybody knows that they're not currently Americans and they never were. You know, technically speaking. Right. You get. A, I guess you. I we, think. They can, I, I think if they get
3: citizenship, they can play. If they citizens of the United States and they live in the United States, I think they should be able to play for the U.S. But this is not like the Olympics, where they're willing to, the government, have so much pride or money that they can say to the Russians, why don't you come over here and,
2: uh-huh.
3: you know, we'll we'll give you a house, we'll give you a salary, and citizenship's not going to be a problem. I tell you know, you, and you'll make lots of money
0: if you, if I can get you if think? I can get them on video to denounce the crown. <laughs> if they can, you know, swear allegiance to the United States and that they hate Europe and that they will never go back, then you know, I'll think about it, I guess. But
1: you know. <laughs> well, but you know, you joke about that, but in Asia, that does happen. It does happen. Um, I know it does. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Wu that? that changed nationality because they offered him some kind of a deal where he was an instructor at their academy and all that. I mean, in Asia, they're serious about their who.
0: Yeah, and they're also very serious about their nationality and their heritage, too. You know, that that's a pretty serious thing. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. I guess I would like to hear some other people's opinions about that. You know, On the one hand, there's going to be, I know, there's going to be people in the camp that say, well, gee, that's the only way we can win is if we can recruit some people from another country. But there, I'm sure there's also going to be other people like you, Mike, that say, eh, that's not really the spirit of the event. So I don't know. No. I'm kind of torn. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Well, gentlemen. What you
3: got to what you, got, Jeff, what you got to understand is this. Behind the scenes of Old World Pool, there's a hidden group of people that are led, <laughs> that control Pool.
0: <laughs> the alumni. And
3: how it works. Yeah. And it's all led. It's an underground thing. It's like that uh, thing where there that these people around run the world. There's like eight families, the Illuminati.
0: Yes, yeah, the Illuminati. Yeah. That's it. The Pull illuminati. Okay.
3: Well, the Pull illuminati. The, <laughs> the pool there is, and the leader is Mike Howlett. <laughs> Just oh, so he you know. Yeah. I was That's gonna say. So do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know what? He might. He might be. You, you won't believe some of this goofy shit he's got me fucking doing it's right Barry,
0: now. It's Barry. Hearn. That's how it
3: is. <laughs> Barry well, yeah. Barry Hearn would yeah, be yeah, a good leader. Yeah. I'm getting I'm getting hustled by Metro right now. I know mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll, I'll tell you guys about it another time. All right. You'll see. Listen, I'm, I'm, we got to get out of here. We're putting people to sleep, so let me just mention real quick for the posterity that uh, the BCA Expo. We're giving them a little bit of a plug here. It's coming up uh, August the fifth through the seventh at the South Point Hotel and Convention Center in Las Vegas, and uh, the women players are going to be there. Uh, they're going to be doing their uh, promo thing, selling some video subscriptions and stuff like that. And if you live down south in the great state of Texas, uh, Vivian Villarreal is busting out with a new event called the Tornado Open in San Antonio on uh, September the 30th through the 4th of October. There's going to be some 9-ball and some 10-ball and some uh, scotch doubles, I think, that's going on down there. So keep your eyes peeled and whatnot. Uh, thanks, Mike, for your uh, for your live report from Las Vegas, Nevada. That was awesome. Anytime. Keep us uh, keep us up to date on the, on the happenings there. Thank you very much, Mark, for your uh, <laughs> for your <laughs> for your British sense of humor. I appreciate that.
1: Uh, I no, I rambled. I apologize,
0: but no, it's all right. We we need the Oracle. We need the Oracle. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will catch up with you guys again next week here on American Billiard Radio.